0: Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Brooke Schubert is an artist from Queensland who recently had two different singles released, one under her own name, New Kids in Town, and another, Simple Things with Route 33. She has appeared on The Voice, An Australian Idol, and also seems to have a good handle on TikTok. So I'd like to ask her about these things. Hi, Brooke.
1: Hi, how are you going, Sophie?
0: Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm going to start with perhaps a big question. What Uh do you love about being a musical artist?
1: Ah, oh, the freedom of emotional expression I guess because I feel like for music uh, for me growing up it was my out I lived in central Queensland there was no one else creative around I except for my mum who taught me guitar and taught me how to write songs and things like that but other than that there wasn't really anyone my age so for me that was freedom. I wasn't old enough to drive, <laughs> but I could create my own world you know with writing and and playing. so that's I think that's pretty much sums it up for me and it's still the case because now I've got kids and I'm always looking for a escape. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean) <laughs>
0: So, how lovely that your mum taught you guitar and taught you songwriting. So, was she a guitarist from childhood or a musician from childhood?
1: Yeah, so the whole family, there's a long line of women in our family, and we are all musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum, well, all my mum were from Gympie. That's the first thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, she went to the first Gympie Muster and was at the Tamworth Country Music Awards with the Webb brothers when they won the golden guitar for Who Put the Rue in the Stew. And so, there's a big connection. My auntie was not opera singer all of that stuff and it's really cool to see it now passed down to my kids as well so yeah there's it's always been there and it's always going to be there so there's there's no point denying it might as well make a career out of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah what a beautiful lineage to be in Um, I'm I'm curious when she was teaching you guitar did you have the normal kind of parent child friction of oh, don't tell me what to do
1: oh you know I I imagine that it would have been like that but I actually don't remember she caught me early enough I actually don't remember learning to play guitar at all so I think that was probably you know on purpose right because it's a yeah. pretty hard skill you get the sore fingers apparently so um so yeah I, I don't actually remember any of that so I'm um, yeah super lucky
0: And when she started to teach you songwriting, were you co-writing or did she set you tasks, like homework tasks and say, I want you to go and write a song about whatever?
1: Yeah, so I was, um, she, uh, it was hard. I feel like most of that came from listening to other music and her like putting on like Vicar and Linda Ball or The Eagles or Slim Dusty and saying, this is a verse, this is a chorus. And, you know, these people are telling stories, obviously, because, we're from North Queensland or Central Queensland, we had Graham Connors. I grew up with his music and he obviously painted the picture of what I was looking at nearly every day. So his songs are like my life. So um, so to have mum explain all that to me and then for me then to go on and write songs
0: in science class um, worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. So at what age did you start performing? Because clearly you have the technical guitar skills from a young age. Well, actually, I should ask you rather, when did you start singing?
1: Uh, Oh, just like everyone else. I think that, that sings and has a family history of it as soon as I could talk. Mm-hmm. that's all there was and so um i think i was the earliest memory is three years old singing to young talent time right mm-hmm. before it finished uh and my favorite song was i should be so lucky by Kylie Minogue. so i just walk around the house just singing that i should be so lucky like just that all the time and so it's always been there and it's that thing that if i don't do it um I don't feel like myself so it's like if if I've lost my voice I feel like I've lost a leg like I can't function properly it's it's like my meditation so yeah it's really important for me to be able to do that yeah
0: so as you said you come from a lineage of performing women so but performance is not necessarily a natural thing uh you know it's it takes a bit of practice and a bit of nerves and all that kind of stuff so what age did you think like I want to do this now
1: Um, I think I was about nine years old and we had, the best thing about small towns is we had a country music club and all of the country music club would go to every talent quest. So we'd go to Charters Towers, we'd go to Tamworth, which takes like two days drive by the way, but we'd do all that and because yeah it's it's just so important for country kids to have some sort of opportunity to know that there is more than just what you're living in right there and so um yeah i it was i was 9 years old and mum said well, do you want to go to the Gimpy Master? This is the first thing that I went to when you know I was you know starting to play out. And I said, Oh yes, please, let's do that. And I went into the talent quest there. And like it, it took me time though. Like mum didn't let me play guitar and sing at the same time until I didn't have to look at my hands. Right. So, but because of that, I was such I was more a confident performer and I could actually concentrate on my vocals and stuff. So mm-hmm. even though it was frustrating at the time, there was a method to the madness. And so yeah, the master. On stage, um, in front of like twenty five thousand people, after Slim Dusty, it was was my first proper time, and that's where I got the bug for it. Because, yeah, you can't find any any sort of feeling that is better than that. So, yeah, yeah started. So have life. you and your mum performed together? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. So we um actually that same small town that I grew up in, in Warimba, I she took me into the pub there. Uh, I think I was maybe thirteen, and. I'd be singing to all of my school teachers <laughs> and be sworn to secrecy of everything that would happen. So, like, it was early and I had to sing everything that mum wanted to sing as well. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to sing, you know, all of Gina Jeffrey's back catalogue, which was my thing then. And so I had to learn all of the Eagles, all of the Credence, all of the Little River Band. And, um, and so it, it sort of created a world of music really, really early, but with country roots
0: because that was my surroundings. Yeah. Now you mentioned the Eagles Mm -hmm. and the Eagles get a mention as well in your new song, New Kids in Town. And this is a really great, upbeat, feel good track. How did it come about?
1: Uh, Funnily enough, uh, I think probably because also because of coming from up north, it's like two hours to Kmart, two hours to the biggest town. So Driving was our whole childhood. That's all we did. Every single school holidays, we'd leave town and we'd drive. And so I quickly found that driving is my meditation as well. It's like, you know, when you can just put the windows down, turn the music up, especially without kids in the car. Um, and you can just relax, you know, and listen to what you want. And um on the way home from Tamworth last year, um, I was driving up the New England Highway. I'd been there for a long time, listened to a lot of music, and I was like, I just need to tune out. So I put the eagles on, of course. What else do you do? And um, I I think it was, it was Anzac Day because it was when Tamworth was in April. So I was driving home on Anzac Day and I heard something and I put the windows down. I was like, what is that noise? And it was one of the fighter jets coming over the top because they do the fly around the country, right? Yeah. And while the windows were down, I was like, da da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> Press voice recorder on my phone and I literally, everything just fell out while I was driving home. So, yeah, that's exactly where it came from. It's always the road.
0: (laughs) Because As you were saying, driving was a meditation. I was thinking, I wonder if you write songs in the car and you've just answered because so many songwriters say that that happens, that they're driving. An idea comes and then I have to pull over well hopefully they pull over and <laughs> record the
1: right I don't know if it's like maybe a left brain right brain thing you know um but yeah it, it definitely works for so many of us and you know you can't touch your phone you can't do all these things that you'd usually fill up your day with so it's perfect <laughs>
0: yeah so when you write a song like that where the ideas come to you in the car do you then like to complete on your own or do you tend to work with co-writers
1: For that particular one, I came straight home, and that night I've got a set up here in my studio and I demo everything to almost exactly how you hear it. Um, I'm a producer myself, so I love digging in and really like working with the tones and the sounds and things like that. So um, I did all that myself. I do the drums and the bass and all of that stuff, and then I, I take it to my producer. I think it was maybe. Uh, maybe three or four months later, I, I rang Jared uh, Adleman at the Gold Coast and said, oi, mate, I've got this idea. Let's book some time, please. And he was like, yeah, sure. So, yeah, we, it just all came together so quickly, I think, because not only because Jared is insanely talented, but I already had that bed and I already had that, you know, that that idea of, yeah, where everything was going.
0: So given that you produce yourself, do you like working with another producer because it's a different perspective? Definitely. And I'm not always
1: right. I don't know everything and I don't pretend to either. I feel like music is like one of those brilliant things where you're never going to know everything. It's life. It's like life, though, I think like there's always room to improve. You you know, Tiger Woods has a caddy. He has a a golf coach as well. You know, um, uh, Tina Arena and Celine Dion have vocal coaches. So you need to I feel like and I've taken from them also like you're never going to know everything just be open and to find that sort of kindred spirit in jared who can sort of hear the same thing that i hear Mm -hmm. um like he'll come up with an idea and i was like oh that's okay yep beautiful i'll say something and he's already got the tone there it's really it's really important to try and find that and it's taken me how old am i now 36 it's taken 36 years to find that (laughs)
0: So, But I actually don't think I saw on your bio that you're a producer. So that really interests me because it's obviously a technical skill. It's, it's a separate set of skills to, yeah, uh, well, yeah being a is a technical skill, but it's a different way of listening to music, I suppose, and putting yeah. things together. So mm. did you teach yourself that so that you could record demos? Or Absolutely. You-
1: yeah, definitely. Because uh, once I started, because I've gigged my whole life, right, but once it came to writing uh, and my first trip to Nashville, I was like, okay, well, I want these songs to actually sound like I can hear them and that's so important because what I hear is obviously it's my story, it's my influences, it's going to sound like me and so... For that, it's super, super important, um, unless I've got, you know, the opt- opportunity to, like, make someone else's idea come to life as, you know, as a co-writer or a song that's been written for me, which is also on the album. Um, I'm super, super lucky that I've been able to develop that. Um, but technology is incredible. Like, I, I can do everything, almost everything here, And um, but then we go and track everything properly. and uh, But it's exactly what I want every single time. So, and if it doesn't turn out right, I've only got myself to blame. <laughs>
0: True, and, and I imagine it would be. Yeah, it's it's a great skill to have, so that you can bring that, that whatever tracks in your head to life. Um, yeah. And I'm curious now about how many demos you have socked away, and how you oh. choose between the songs you've demoed for what to release.
1: Oh gosh, um, so many demos. So the thing, I think also because there were so many uh, different types, like genres of music, growing up. You know, we had Mum listening to Slim Dusty and and Donovan. And then my dad was listening to like Black Sabbath and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And so I've always ended up being somewhere in the middle, but the storytelling has always brought it back home. And country music is sort of where I fit. I'm a little bit left of center, but I sort of love that there's always going to be that bit of edge there. And that's like throughout the whole collection that we're working on at the moment. It's it's um it's not that pop thing, and but it's me, and I'm s- super super proud of that. But uh, yeah, there's there's so many demos. It's ridiculous. As soon as those kids go to bed, I'm in here. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> well, you have, uh, in terms of your sound, which is a country rock sound, you do have this incredibly powerful voice. So I think it suits to have big power behind it with the music.
1: Oh, thank it's... you.
0: Uh, a bit of a foghorn. That's all that is. Oh. <laughs> I disagree completely. Um, <laughs> your first EP was released in 2012 and you've released quite a few tracks in that since that time. There was, yeah. it was the occasional gap. You are working yeah. towards an album. Why is yeah. now the right time for an album? I think the kids are older, and that has
1: always been the biggest thing because I'm not just an artist I'm a mum I'm a taxi I'm a soccer coach I (laughs) am a wife and my husband um, flies in and out for work so he's gone for a week at a time so there's been so many stop starts but I think the most the most beautiful thing about music is that it's never leaving me it never leaves any of us it is able to influence us at any age and the older I get hate to say it but the older I get the more stories I have and the more less afraid like there's like a little bit of inhibition as well because I'm not not afraid to actually say what I'm thinking now or actually write about you know my friends lives and, and my life like it's yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, a liberation actually coming from just being able to write about, you know, love and how everything's going so well, you know, because yeah. that's not life. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's sort of where, I, where I'm at at the moment and uh, yeah, an album is yeah, sort of on the way. It's crazy. excited.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned passing on the love of music to your kids. Do they mm-hmm. play instruments now? And also do they think what you do is cool?
1: at the moment they think oh cool
0: I know that's not going to
1: last and that's okay I'm prepared for that but they are super musical so we've got the three part harmonies happening already mm-hmm. um, my youngest is just turned eight on the weekend and my eldest is 10 and so um, yeah Jeremiah's like learning guitar Jonah's a drummer it's, it's already there and so hopefully I'll have a really cheap band one day uh and but it's but it's the love of it too like that same thing that I had so much in common with my mum I suddenly have it with my kids and I tell you what just to have that thing mm. and even if even if they chose not to be musical you know we'd, we'd throw ourselves into everything else but just that so happens that this is what they actually really love to do at the moment and so you know that's all we can do is you know help them along and and throw as many genres at their as possible we listened to Beethoven this morning (laughs) and then we had Led Zeppelin
0: the Savvy. so we're yeah we're all over the place. Uh, They probably won't realize for a while how great it is to have a studio set up in the house because you're there recording things (laughs) as well I imagine for school projects this could come in handy. Um, Yeah
1: They'll probably end up bringing, you know, friends home and say, oh, look at this Fender or look at this Gibson. And I'm like, no, 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 that's fine.
0: I can see <laughs> <Yeah>. it now. <laughs> yeah, no touching. No touching exactly. the <laughs> <laughs> Um, You haven't quite yet collaborated with your children, but in recent times you have <laughs> collaborated with Will Day and Route 33, and these songs are actually quite different to each other. So I was wondering if it was the song or the collaborator that attracted you to these projects.
1: It's always well it has to be the collaborator first right because i'm a people's person i love people i think living up north so long there was i was like starving for new people you know like and now i get to be around creative people all the time and people that love music and live it and breathe it and so when i met will it was Natural. I was like, "Oh, well, you're a really good guy, and you have great songs, and we had the same producer, and so to do that was incredible. And then to do um, the new song with uh, Jock and Trent from Route Thirty Three, like they're some of my best mates, and I love footy, so we love talking footy all the time. So, um, so there's always like, yeah, there's definitely that that you know person connection, that human connection first, mm-hmm. um, and then you know if you want to spend more time all together, then why not
0: you know make some music, yeah." <laughs> And actually that song with Route 33 came out pretty close to New Kids in Town and I was thinking, gosh, this is a busy few days for Brooke. I know. It was actually crazy. I did um, backing vocals for Travis Collins on
1: his song Any Less Anymore and that came out the week before that and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've gone from four years of nothing to suddenly having, you know, having my finger in three songs all at once. But, um, but I, just, I just love working with people, like music such a people industry
0: and I'm so lucky to be a part of that. What would be really convenient is if Ruth 33, Will and Travis and you were all at, say, like the gimpy Muster and then you could fight for everyone. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, I've, I've popped up for a few of them but never all at the one event
1: yet, so we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: I may tell. Um, now, you have appeared on two high-pressure competition television shows, The Voice and Australian Idol. Yep. Did you enjoy the experiences?
1: I loved it. And I think... Uh, possibly because I went in there knowing that it wasn't the be all and end all.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that was really important. Um, I'm a really good observer of people. I love sitting back and just watching. Like you put 200 creatives in a room, it is crazy. So I like sitting back and just watching everyone. And um, it's, but I, yeah, I was just super lucky and happy to be around other people, to be honest. Like I didn't find it high pressure at all, but maybe that's my personality. I don't know.
0: Well, I guess also because you have been performing from a young age. And so some of the nerves that might have otherwise been there may not have been there. And also I imagine you performed in lots of different circumstances. So yeah. that's another circumstance.
1: Possibly. I don't know. Like I think you you end up growing a pretty thick skin when you're singing under like the footy playing above you on a TV and everyone's cheering for the footy and you're like, thank you, I'll take it. I know it's not for <laughs> me. <laughs> so- but it's um yeah I, I there's a, there's a few years yeah behind me
0: there. Yeah. Well, a, bre- a breath of experience. You did start at a young age. I keep saying that, so it's so yeah, you know, a few <laughs> years starting young. Um, now you are very handy at TikTok. I was looking at this. Um, oh. Did you take TikTok naturally, or is it one of those things where you thought, okay, I better get my head around this?
1: Um, I have trouble connecting with Instagram. Uh, as a mum and as an artist um, only because I, I just feel like sometimes it's not the truth of what's really happening in situations and, or, um, you know, the, the picture that's painted of some people's lives isn't necessarily, you know, what it is. And I'm, I, I always approach everything from, like, that human aspect. I don't know how to be anything other than myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I jumped on TikTok one day, I downloaded it, and I was like, hang on a second, like these people are actually, you know, posting about their everyday lives and there's a super supportive community. Like mm. there's actually, it's a different vibe and mm. um, I really gravitated towards that more than any other platform that I ever have. Um, so also I've gone live on there a few times and right. the stats are insane. Uh, if you spend a few hours on there and, and just have a chat, I feel like that's that's all where that we all really want is that connection you know, mm. to other people. And and that definitely has, you know, those capabilities if you're willing to do that.
0: Well, and also, um, you know, you can test out music or test out bits of music and, and tease new releases. It's, it's yeah. pretty quite effective for that.
1: And worldwide as well. Like when I jump on, there's not usually, you know, a whole lot of Aussies. They're all like Americans and from the UAE.
0: Like, it's so cool that, you know, music just keeps bringing people together. It, well it does indeed uh, so and I was going to say is it a good way to connect with your audience do you feel that when when you're connecting with them that it is not I'd say not equivalent to a live audience obviously yeah. but the same kind of vibe that you're in it together
1: yeah definitely and I think um, I think especially in this age people are looking at you know the phone for validation they're looking for connection before they go out anywhere it's easier to look at this than it is to get dressed and leave the house and listen to live music so um I try and like when I do go live I always try and make it like hi how are you today like just like we are you know sitting having a coffee you know and that's super super important to me because you never know who you know you never know what people are going through and so if Mm. you can create that that human connection through a screen then it's
0: it's 100% worth it so from what I've heard you say it sounds like your job or you consider an important part of your job to be that connection with the audience. It's not just, Oh, I'm a musician. I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm a performer. It's actually my role here is to try to make life a little better actually for other people.
1: hundred percent. So this is something that um, when I record, I do this because uh, I don't know if it makes a difference, but it's something that I really like to do is that when I'm recording vocals, I really, really, like just focus my energy in on all of those notes and the and the way it's sitting and all that you know positivity and and gratefulness and i just want that to come through because that's sort of what I do. And that's how I look at music. That's how I relate to music. It's always made me feel really good. And so um, I love the uplifting songs and, you know, there's a, there's a few hard hitters and there's some sexy, moody things happening later on, but it's, but it's just, I love just like just bringing people together. That's, mm-hmm. that's my, that's my thing. Cause we all need each other. Right. So it's um, yeah. And to be, there's no one better than, you know, a room full of people all seeking live music. That's a great crowd. You could go by yourself, and you're going to make like at least twenty new best friends. So <laughs> Well,
0: and I do think there is a warmth and an immediacy in your voice on those recordings, and in New Kids in Town, it just sounds like you're having fun, and means yeah. the listener has fun because you're essentially saying, "I've got it. You know, you can relax. I'm having fun for both of us, and then the, the listener doesn't have to do any work."
1: Absolutely, and it's nice to have those songs. Like the other ones are really important too you know, the storytelling and the ones that, you know, you're able to relate to like on a human level, whether it's about loss or anything. But but for this particular start of this new chapter, I was like, let's just get some happiness and positivity. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really working. And it makes me feel really good singing it too. And that's yeah. that's huge.
0: Not faking <laughs> well, it.
1: I <laughs> can't fake it. Well, While you're working on this
0: album, you're also, you've got some festival um, appearances coming up, including the Gimpy Muster. Does a festival performance require a different kind of energy to any sort of show, or are you now adept at just moving through different sorts of shows and offering the same thing?
1: Um, no, because I say, so I think it's a problem that I have. I'll tell you, don't tell anyone though, that I can't sing. I can't sing the same song the same twice. Okay. Um, I really love being able to bounce off people and like just creating that that exchange like because live is my thing i could not live without singing live um and so having that exchange is so important so i know that if i'm you know doing a particular show and i know it's going to be like later okay i'm going to beef everything up a little bit like let's get like really dirty with the sound or but i love being like being open to change things up but there's always going to be that that thing that's always the same and that's me i don't change it. <laughs>
0: nor should you <laughs> <laughs>
1: no point um, changing now
0: it's too far you gone. you can um find your where you're playing on your website i'm sure in the meantime we have new kids in town and we have just songs with with will day and route 33 i mean song songs yeah. been out for a while but it's still a lovely song i listen to it regularly oh, thank you uh, brooke it's been really lovely to talk to you and i'm looking forward to your album
1: thank you so much for having me sophie i appreciate it so much my pleasure what a treat <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the sunburnt country music podcast for more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to sunburntcountrymusic on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.